Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. A friend of mine once made the the distinction, I loved it. It's not about making it less bad. It's about making it good. And trying is usually about making something less bad. Well, it's less bad than it used to be. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This episode continues using the tardiness of my leader group as a way to explore the paradigmatic difference between trying and doing. Most people try and create less bad results. If you want great results, trying doesn't cut it. It's way more than semantics. It's about attitude. Are you ready to get yours adjusted? Keep listening. This episode is from a recent weekly webcast. Members get a ton of different ways to become better professionals, including attendance to the live courses that I teach. Beginning January 11th, 2018, I'll be teaching an 11-week course called How to Manage and Be Managed, The Missing Manual. Management is a lot like parenting. Many people do it, and they mostly have no idea what they're doing, but somehow they make it work. The result? Stress, wheel spinning, overwhelm, and millions of dollars in lost opportunity. This course is The Missing Manual, what we all should have been taught in high school. Forget everything you've learned about management. You don't have to motivate your employees. You don't need to empower them. And you definitely shouldn't be, quote, supervising them. This course trains you in the basics of the clear and open model for management, increase engagement and productivity, eliminate supervision and wasted resources. It's going to be a counterintuitive approach. I've been training leaders in one-on-one meetings for over 15 years, offered now for the first time as an affordable course. While the course is about training management skill, it's also perfect for non-managers because it gives employees what they need to understand what a manager is doing with them and for them and why it's in their best interest to help. For more information about the course, please go to clearandopen.com slash how to manage. That's clearandopen.com slash how to manage. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's dive in. Now, it's not just in the word. Of course, you can attempt at stuff and it doesn't work out. It's, it's, it's not in the word. It's in the energy. Like when someone says, I'm trying, they can say the words in a way that means they're putting everything they got into it and they're cleanly approaching the situation with everything they have and, and valiantly and courageously doing it. But someone can also say, I'm trying in this weak victim-y not really putting their best effort forth. You have to feel the and listen for the energy of it. So what I'm talking about here with being on time, the difference between trying and doing it is that when you're not on time, you're really, really personally dissatisfied with the result such that you really look for what happened and make a change. Because being on time is not difficult. It's really a simple thing. If I offered you a million dollars cash to be on time in everything that you went to and showed up for in the next week, you would do it. No problem. 
right? If I offered you a million dollars to walk across a tightrope from one building to another, you'd not be able to pull it off with a lot of, a lot of training, right? That's a skill. Being on time is not a skill. It's an awareness issue. Or decision. In part. I mean, awareness fundamentally comes down to making choices, making choices to pay attention, making, I mean, certainly are there some skills related to timeliness? Yeah, but you already have them all. So it's, it's a certain kind of fed upness in one way of just like, wow, why is this persisting? I want this to be finally done forever. Not, well, this is a little bit better than yesterday. You see, that's trying. And it leads you to a completely different destination. Trying will make you a little bit more timely. Doing it will change your life forever. Trying is focusing on the content of timeliness. Doing it is about taking on timeliness as a vehicle for serious internal worldwide change in your life. Because it will change everything. You know, the, a doctor's office, for example, who says, no patient's going to wait anymore. This was one of Michael Gerber's ideas from way back, back in the day, right before he wrote uh, Emith Physician. Um, he was talking about this in the office. Uh, a, a doctor's office with no waiting room. There's no waiting. Right? Imagine that. What would, how would you have to reorganize a doctor's office so that there was no waiting? You'd have to redesign the patient experience from beginning to end, right? That's what you would do. You know, when, when FedEx said we're going to be able to get a pack, or I think UPS was maybe first, I don't know, that we're going to be able to get a package anywhere overnight, anywhere in the world, they had to redesign everything, right? That's a new result. It wasn't just doing the same thing better right? It was producing a completely different kind of result and being willing to start from totally from scratch. You know, the, you get the difference. It's in other words, it's um, a friend of mine once made the, the distinction. I loved it. It's not about making it less bad. It's about making it good. And trying is usually about making something less bad. Well, it's less bad than it used to be. That's air travel. Air travel, changes in air travel is like, here's the new blah, 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 you know. Now you can pay $70 for four more inches, right? That's less bad. The post office, right? Now you can buy stamps with pictures of sharks on it rather than just the American flags we used to give you. That's less bad. Now there's a machine where you can set up a parcel, you know, uh, to, to ship instead of having to wait in line. Less bad. Not good. Less bad. Is less bad okay? Yeah. It's better than worse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just less bad. And we, we unconsciously get trapped into the seeking of less bad in our lives and we forget to pursue the good because good requires real change less bad is rearranging deck chairs on the titanic well this is great look they're all in order it's definitely an improvement can't argue with that the boat is sinking but the deck chairs look great that's less bad 
friend of mine once said, uh, it was a conversation about a, a, a new business or a new product. I, I forget. And, uh, she said, what would it look like if it were exactly what it needed to be? I love that question. What would the product look like if it were exactly what it needed to be? That's a question that invokes the good. Now you may not be able to create it. You may not be able to, you may not be feasible, you know, a hundred dollar, a bottle of wine that tastes like a hundred dollar bottle of wine that, you know, costs $5. That may not be feasible, but you start with what is, what is exactly, what does it need to be? What, what do your customers need it to be? Instead of most people in, in the realm of product development, when we're talking about now, they'll look at their product or their service and consider how do we make it less bad? Not how do we make it good? And this is the realm of entrepreneurial thinking. You know, Steve Jobs conceived of the iPad in like the mid 80s. That's greatness, right? That's what he wanted. He wanted to create something that people didn't even know they wanted, just like the iPhone. People didn't know they wanted their entire music collection on something the size of a credit card. But he wanted to create it. The technology didn't exist. So the stories of, of Steve Jobs pushing uh, Wozniak again and again, we need to be, no, it needs to be smaller. No, it needs to be smaller. No, it needs to be smaller. I have a client right now who is in, uh, involved in a startup company with a uh, virtual reality glasses product. And, you know, the main player in, in VR is these Oculus, is the Oculus Rift things. And these are these big, heavy things that come out like, you know, 12 inches. And, you know, that's interesting, but nobody's going to wear that for a couple of hours on an airplane. <laughs> right? There's barely enough room to not hit the seat back in front of them, right? Seat back, there's a word we don't use except on an airplane. The seat back in front of them. So their product is the size of a pair of regular sunglasses and about twice the weight, right? That's not less bad than Oculus Rift. That's a completely different thing. Oculus Rift, I don't know what they're doing, but if they're working on the same thing, the same heavy thing, trying to make it better, they're in less bad territory. Other VR companies are going, okay, that's a cool prototype but it's not going to, it's not an iPhone right now in the VR world. There's the battle for who's going to have the iPhone of VR. That's a whole world that we're going to see unfold in our lifetimes. It'll be really interesting, but it has to be, and look at all of the smartphones before the iPhone, right? I had a black and white Kyocera that ran a Palm uh, platform. There were so many, right? And they all sucked. And the only early adopters bought them. And there were different versions. Okay, this one's a little less bad. Look, this one's a color screen. Oh, this one only takes 45 seconds to connect to the internet. And then the iPhone came out. And that was Steve Jobs' thing. Steve Jobs, Apple didn't create any crappy internet-enabled smartphones. I don't think so. Didn't do any of them. Because Apple's basic product strategy is we don't do it unless it is simple, easy, and it just plain works. Whereas companies like Microsoft and Google are more okay with releasing something sooner when it's 
less bad, not good. And that's fine. That's their strategy. You know, there's advantages to being first to market. So I'm definitely less bad at not showing up for anything, appointments, dental appointments. I'm not late. I'm way, way less bad than I, than I was before. So, I mean, this morning or right now, I was, I was, I was in time, not on time. Mm -hmm. So it's the shift because I've been sitting on this since last Tuesday, the discussion we had concerning an employee and he's been gone this whole time. And I've been itching to have a discussion with him. And I'm, I'm thinking, Oh, I got half an hour. Let's knock this out and see where we see where we go with it. And then, you know, of course I'll be on the call on time. That didn't, it, there seems to be, there's always something more to say. So, I mean, how do you do that? I don't shut the hell up, I guess. Do I you mean, lose track of time? No, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly like in this, I'm trying to think about this because how was I, was I really giving him a hundred percent when I was glancing at the clock, glancing mm -hmm. at the clock? You know, Did you give yourself a hard deadline? Like I'm going to walk out of this room and this conversation will be over at this time. Yeah, but I cut it too close. It should have been five minutes before. Okay. So you had a deadline, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Okay. Well, there's the change. You know, it's like when I, I, I live like 25 minutes from the nearest town, I have a, a six tenths of a mile, uh, dirt road and there's traffic that can be really bad in one section. So if I need to get to town, town's Kahului, you know, like where the airport is, if I need to be on time and get there, I have to give myself an hour. I can usually do it in 45 minutes, but I never know. So anytime I need to get to town and sometimes I got to make stops on the way, I give myself a drop deadline. Like it's the car has, the key's got to be turning at this time. And that's the only way I can be on time to, to things there. So that's See, just, I'm, a, I, I'm not allowing for anything. Uh, did I think of, Hey, I might need to use the restroom. Um, I might want to, you know, there's a lot of things that I, it's just, too, it's too, like Peter said, I'm squeezing stuff in and I have high hopes and good intentions, but it's, it's just never. That's great. So that, that maybe this, you got the distinction. Maybe this is it. Whatever you think you can do or whatever window you think is enough to get from X to Y, double it. Because honestly, I had to calm down first because I was like, oh God, here goes Joseph with his freaking, and I was, he's argumentative. I was argumentative as I walked in, kind of walked into this, this, this conference call. So um, I had to shut up for a minute. <laughs> then it dawned on me. That was your shadow, not you. So try to try to refer to it as such. Yeah. That will help. Yeah, Joseph's on you about, you know, all of you getting the thing that you said you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> the thing you're hiring him to help you do. I know. He's relentless in helping you get the thing that you're paying him to get you. It actually uh, it actually sounds childish if you put it that way. Well, of course. That's because Shadow is a teenager. It's it, they can't not be childish. 
That's that's not their problem. I was right there with you too, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, you see that? Isn't that funny? And that's your shadow it's coming from, which is fine. It's just, just recognize it as such. He doesn't want to change and it's not his job to. Outside of this meeting, like this is the second thing I've been late to in three weeks. And I'm just like, son of a... Two things in three weeks is a lot. Two things in three weeks? That's a lot? Two things in six months is around where you want to be. Yeah. There you go, Brady. It feels better the other way. I did, you know, I had an attitude coming into this meeting and I think it was partly because I was rushed to get in here. And I wasn't, I did, I wasn't able to decompress of the, the discussion I had. I allowed myself no time for anything. Yeah. And bathroom is one of them, but I'm talking about to take a deep breath because it was kind of stressful. It was a stressful conversation. Yeah. I, I don't allow myself time. You, you see how timeliness, it can be about anything, but it's often a lot about self-care, right? Think about the mil- hundreds of millions of people in the world who are running around hurried. Yeah. Are we enjoying this? Is this good? Right? I know what it's like to not do that. And I never knew what it was like my whole life. And I got a taste of it and I like it way more, but I consistently throw myself back into that bullshit. Okay, cool. So you've got sort of dual realities happening right now. It's just a matter of continuing to choose and and be relentless. When you're feeling hurried, say to yourself, this sucks. How did I get here? Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.